Ahoy! And welcome to the Sea Captain Way podcast with Phil Bender and Greg Patton, where we help listeners navigate the uncharted waters, personal and professional growth. The Sea Captain Way is about energizing top performers to take on risks and push beyond their comfort zone to pursue life-changing goals and achieve peak performance. We're going to help you build your vision by showing you how to break free of boundaries that are holding you back. So, Phil, you and I have known each other for a long time. Uh, You had a long and very successful 30-year career. Um, Why did you decide to start a coaching business? Well, uh, first of all, um, Greg, we have been together for a long time. And, uh, And 30 years, we go all the way back to college. I never thought we'd be doing what we're doing today, but it's uh, it's very exciting to spend that time with you, learning and growing. And yes, uh, you're a very important part of uh, of my uh, the genesis as a leader. You saw some of these things back in college. Um, so if if you're ask me why Sea Captain Coaching, well, first of all, Sea Captain Coaching is about navigating the uncharted waters of your personal professional growth. So imagine yourself on a ship and you have this horizon out in front of you and it's all uncharted because you've worked hard to get to a certain place, but now you know it's time to consider the change, the evolution, and you want to pursue your goals. So that sea captain metaphor is all about that pursuit of uncharted water. And so what my team and I work on, Greg, you work on it too in your, in your role in your marketing and branding firm. What we work on is hearing people, meeting them where they are, finding out what that visionary life is that they want to lead, and then helping them pursue that vision that they have. Now, the phrase sea captain really evolved out of when I ran a uh, financial firm. Um, We had a lot of nautical themes driving our organization. And I had actually a document I wrote called the Sea Captain's Log. And the Sea Captain's Log was, was just a newsletter that I published every week. And it involved recognition of the salespeople it involved uh, visionary elements of where we were headed as an organization. And so naturally, people started to call me the sea captain. Greg, I got to be frank with you. I don't even own a boat right now. Okay? <laughs> I, am a, I am a friends with boat person. And, uh, but the sea captain is all about the risks and all yep. about that horizon line that we're looking to pursue. And, uh, and that's why sea captain is relevant. Yeah. Did you have a coach, um, early in your career or at a, a stage of your career that you're stepping in to, to fill that role for the people that are coming behind you? Or did you see a void, um, where you thought you might be able to create, you know, fill this, um, type of role in somebody's career to help them along? Yeah. It, it you know, I had, coaching through, you know, sports. And I had great mentors back in high school, one in particular that um, recently passed, who was just so valuable to me um, in my pursuits. And But I wasn't aware of the importance of coaching then. 
And I had people as I started my career in sales that were also vital to me, uh, that helped me evolve as a productive uh, performer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but until I, until I got to age 35 and I had achieved every goal I set out at 35, I uh, was in a nice wow. marriage. My kids were, were great. I had moved into the house of the bigger than anything I'd ever thought I would be involved in or gotten to. And all of a sudden I didn't feel quite right. Couldn't figure it out. Um, and so there's a lot there and I'll share a little bit more about that, uh, later, but I knew at that moment, I said, it isn't right. And why do I feel the way I feel, even though I'm having success, getting results, running a top office and so on. So at that moment, my, uh, the leader of our firm had hired a coach and I decided to, for the first time to look into it. Because up until that point, nobody could tell me anything. All right. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm yeah. legendary when it comes to authority issues. <laughs> but at that very moment, Greg, somebody, uh, it just stuck with me. I'm going to let somebody in. I'm going to let somebody understand me. I'm going to let somebody um, give me some answers that I don't yet have. And, and from the first time I met this coach, I knew. In that moment, after about 30 minutes, I said, someday I will be doing what this person's doing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was, it was a fascinating thing. I even came home, told my wife that day, I said, this is what I will do someday. And what ended up happening was by letting them in, I started to uncover, create awareness and discover the next phase of my development, which was going to be a visionary life. Now, I'd love to tell you everything has worked since then. Sorry, no deal. But I will say that that moment at 35, I set a course for uncharted water, which meant I really had to consider some things, take some risks that I wasn't aware of. First one was I needed to have make sure that my spouse was was engaged, involved, and participating in this visionary life. The second one was that my kids. I had to. Uh, I had three at the time. I needed to sit down and think about their needs long term. I also had to think of my family of origin. What risks was I going to take? Potentially leaving geographically the place where I was born and raised. And then lastly, uh, the financial piece, you know, the risk of building something, the risk of having it fall apart or not work the way I wanted to, and ultimately the potential rewards there as well. So dealing with success was also part of this journey. That's great. So Phil, I know you're a big believer in uh, the, the thought that who you are matters more than what you do. Could you expand on that uh, a little bit? Yeah, it, uh, you know, one of the things that I've learned in my, you know, working with salespeople, working in leadership development, working with uh, people as they grow is that what gets them to a certain level, let's call it base camp. Okay, we're going to Mount Everest, but we, the base camp element, the first element, that it is a lot more about 
what you know, what you do. But to summit, to really go to the top, it's about who you are. Everything from your fortitude, your core values, all the things that make you make you who you are. And so as people are growing to this next stage, being aware of who you are matters. And so your story matters. And when I meet somebody new, the first thing we talk about is your backstory. I want to know everything because your backstory is so important as to what makes you who you are, everything from upbringing to life experiences to risks you've taken, mistakes you've made that uh, haven't worked. Uh, And all that makes uh, your story very important, relevant, and necessary. Now, here's the the part you got to face. Your story, what got you here, will not get you to the next place. So in some cases, when somebody shares their story, they're actually telling me where their blockers are. Where are the things that are actually in the way of them going to the next level? Because they use their story sometimes as a, as a way to hide from the next stage. I'll give you an example. Someone who had a very tough upbringing may constantly refer to that as a reason that they have been successful. And it's true because they had nothing else but to succeed. Nothing else but to take a risk. Okay. And so one of the things, though, as they get to base camp, they start to take great pride in that, and they should, but it now becomes a potential blocker to going to summit. And so my story is no different than most, and yet yet it is very unique. Two things to know about me. Number one, I was not raised in wealth. In fact, I saw my dad cry two times when I was growing up. Only two that I can remember. One was when I was 18 and he came home one day and his business was failing. And he came in and he was beside himself. And he was, you know, had some drinks and so on. But he came in and... and. Uh, uh, was yelling, was was in a bad way. Let's just put it that way. So being 18 at that point, I, I went with him to, the, to his bedroom and he said, son, he goes, I don't know if I can make this work. And so to know me is to know that day, I said, I will never feel that way. I will never feel that way financially. And I will always think through what happens. What are the outcomes? What are the risks? And so that has was one piece that made me who I am. Now that has come and applied itself in many cases. Um, and sometimes limiting. Maybe I didn't take enough risk. Maybe I didn't pursue enough. Maybe I didn't play it safe enough. So these are all pieces that come from that experience. The second thing to know about me is when I was 19, Super Bowl Sunday, it was halftime and I was driving from my girlfriend, now wife of 33 years, from her mother's house to my parents' house at halftime of the Super Bowl. We decided to peel off to get gas. 
In doing so, I was driving down a, a, a thoroughfare, not a highway, but a pretty busy road. And out of nowhere, to this day, I can't understand how it happened. Um, I hit a pedestrian with my car and killed mm. him. Wow. And so at 19 years old, I was charged with involuntary manslaughter. I had just graduated from high school. It was my freshman year. And my wife, uh, as I shared, was in the car with me. And that path changed me in a lot of ways. Not right away, not even consciously, but to know me is to know that that from that day forward, I was going to become a protector of people. And maybe, maybe I could, you could make a case for being my penance. But the point is that I was, I was set to become a protector of others. Now that has served me very well in my career, but it's also been a hindrance at times. My inability to let go, my inability sometimes to be too loyal, to not know when something's over and needing to move on. So Greg, these two things make up my story. And so for anybody who's listening today, what's your story? That's what I want to know. That's what my team wants to know. And then what, they, what they're able to do is take that story, hear it, bring it to light, face some things that need to be faced in order to grow to the next stage. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. The, the way you were able to use that experience to, to fuel your, your growth and your, you know, eventual success. So that is impressive. And, you know, to be honest, I didn't know that, you know, the story about what happened to you right before we first met. So that was a, you know, it seems like something you must have carried with you in a in a very personal, private way for a long time. So interesting. So the the way that you're talking about how you talk to your clients um, is similar in a way that I talk to my clients when I'm giving marketing advice, which is we always start by trying to help them articulate um, what we call their unique value proposition. You know, their story. Um, what makes them different than other people that are, um, you know, in their same industry or that their prospects could work with. Um, and I always find the most effective uh, value propositions or personal stories are those that connect the person with what they do, you know, how it ties back into their uh, professional um, pursuits. So I know you understand the importance of this. So how do you collaborate with your clients to develop a, you know, a compelling story about their personal journey that helped them connect with their clients and prospects? Wow, great question. So what we focus on with our clients is to take that story and take the pieces out of it that you're prepared to share because imagine if I'm with you for the first time, we're in a sales situation, we're in a leadership development situation. You know, I'm a big proponent of um, leadership is all about vulnerability with vision. Okay. So you lead with vulnerability, you help people understand, oh, it's okay for me to go there. It's okay to share my story, good, bad, and, and ugly in, in order for us to make a connection to contract together in a relationship. And so if, if, if I'm meeting with you the first time, I might share a little bit about my story to lead 
and make sure that they understand it's a safe place to go. And in doing so, then hearing that story, I'm able to listen and pull together themes from a story, themes that make you who you are and may have made you uh, choose decisions you've made along the way. Some of them could be in the way of the next stage, but some of them are, uh, are make your character. And so I'm just interested always in helping people articulate their character because who they are is more important than what they know as you move further and further up the leadership ladder. And so what that allows is to build an intimacy that allows us to go together on a, on a pursuit of the hopes, dreams, vision, uncharted water of, of uh, their development. And, some, and sometimes it's just good to know somebody else knows. Yeah, so I've heard people say that the best stories are a hero's journey is the term I've heard. Um, I love that you asked your clients in, in some of your workshops, your sessions, to come up with a superhero alter ego, you know, as part of the process. Uh, what made you think of that, that, incorporating that into the helping people put together their story, the, the superhero component? I think that's fun. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, it gets really down to the fact that um, my life's goal, if I'm really open about it, is to be a hero. That's really what I'm out to do. And um, I know I have limitations, like I can't fly, I can't lift a car, you know, I can't do certain things, right? But I do know that that what what are the hero traits? And it's not always superhero that I talk about. It could be a world leader, it could be a sports figure, could be a family member. But who's the hero in your life? that you think about when you're at peak performance and peak performance is a big conversation. We'll do an entire uh, podcast on it, but who are you think, what are those traits? What are those traits? Let me give you an example. I had a client of mine recently who's one of his parents passed and he was just really emotional about it, stuck and having trouble being productive because of the grief that he was feeling about, uh, in this case, his mother passing. And I asked him this question. I said, what are the three things you admired most about your mother? And my client shared three things. I said, so if you, every day you wake up and you think about those three things, you honor those three things. You pursue those three things that you admired. Then don't you honor your mother every single day from here? Doesn't her memory last forever through you? And so that pursuit really was helpful because in this case, the sales leader dedicated the rest of their year to all of the things that his mother, the character traits his mother exemplified. So in this case, mom was a superhero, wasn't she? Sure. And that's where we start. What it, who yeah. is that person that you emulate, that you want to 
become or that on a great day, you say, I lived that level. Now, the other side of it is we're all just big kids. <laughs> I like to, t- you, you know, and we've talked about this before, that emotionally, I've never really graduated from college, <laughs> right? And we laugh about it because we talk about our past and the yeah. times, you know, we were together, the silly things that we did, but we also talk about the tough things. And, and so all of that is just character building. And yeah. we are just big kids. We're just 25 year older versions of our kids we have now. Right. And so are we heroes? One of the things I talk about quite often is, is when it comes to values is our kids never listen to a word we say. Is that a fair statement? But they do watch every move we make and good or bad. They followed those patterns. Sure. Yeah. I, there was a great article in the New York Times uh, right before Mother's Day. And uh, they, the, the thing was to describe your mother in six words. They called them mom wars. So all these people <laughs> contributed to describe their mother in six words. And my hands down favorite was this guy put uh, intrepid conductor of an undeserving orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah. So uh, in your training sessions, uh, I know you also coach your clients about how their story relates to the planning process, Mm. financial planning process, you know, in the financial services industry. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that's a good question to finish this uh, this segment, because uh, I like that that thought, you know, how do I lead with my story? Because you want to be careful, and I'm I'm a listening coach, so I, you know, putting too much attention on your story can hinder a relationship, or too much emphasis on it. So you you want to make sure that you're connecting your story to your process of working with others, to your core values, to your vision, to your mission in particular, how you serve others, why you serve others, like you do where your passions are with people that you're working with. So what what I do with and my team does with uh, their coaching clients is to figure out that story and how to articulate it. What are the themes behind it? What's the direction that they're going in that makes sure that we have a, a story worth telling that people will connect to that resonates with them because, and you've heard this many times, it takes about, you know, what is it? 30 seconds to five minutes to make your first impression. And most people are buying from you from that point on, whether it's in a relationship or a sales situation. So what is that engagement strategy with, with clients? How are we focused on making sure that they're, getting their message across quickly, effectively, with an emotional connection, not just having somebody say, oh, you're just like everybody else I've met with so far. Same credentials, same same experience. That's why that phrase, who you are matters more than what you do, is so critical, especially as you're in the higher levels of leadership, in the higher levels of 
sales and the higher levels of client interface. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found it if you're able to somehow convey authentically what you're about. I look at things through the marketing lens, and I had a great experience working with a client who was starting a new business. We were working on the branding component of it, and he had named his business Quinn Oaks. And so that came up several times. And finally, I said, hey, where'd you come up with Quinn Oaks? What is that about? And he said, he was in California. He said, oh, I grew up on a chicken farm in Virginia, and that was the name of the farm. And my mom and I used to sell eggs from our front porch. I'm like, oh, well, there it is. You know, that's the the right. theme we can bring it to life. And so we did his website and his identity had kind of this, this farming theme. We wove in a story about how we grew up. He said it's how we learned the value of hard work. So when it resonates, I think people can feel it rather than trying to bolt on something that is manufactured, if you will. Yeah, that's, so, a, gr- that's a terrific example, Greg, of this, uh, of what your story a- applied to a situation. Sure. It's terrific because awesome. you started to bring out also right away core values, hard work, right? For example, which is another podcast uh, coming soon on core values, but you you just articulated that beautifully. Couldn't have done it better. Thank um, you. And, and so uh, as we start to wrap today's podcast, okay, a couple questions, Greg, from maybe from you, certainly I have a few, and maybe a challenge to our viewers, listeners today. What is your story? What makes it compelling? What character layers did you peel from it? Start to write down or type in these types of um, thoughts that you have in your quiet moments. What makes you who you are? And what then, to Greg's point, how can you apply those layers to the relationships that you currently lead, clients that you're working to build, and all those layers that make you who you are because I'd rather at this stage, especially in my life, I'd rather know in five minutes than to go through five hours before I know if you're with me. Thanks for joining us for this edition of the Sea Captain Way podcast. If you found the conversation valuable, please like, share, and post a review on your favorite podcast app. To learn more about Sea Captain Coaching and how you can start taking advantage of our purpose-driven coaching guidance, visit us at seacaptaincoaching.com and get the Sea Captain view on navigating uncharted waters of growth. The link is in the show notes. You can also follow us at Sea Captain Coaching on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Wishing you fair winds and a following sea on your journey.